0: You're listening to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 32. And ladies, I have the distinct pleasure of sitting down and talking all about anti inflammatory with our guest this week. Her name is Jenny Carr, and she's an international best selling author of Piece of Cake The Secret to an Anti Inflammatory Diet. She's a speaker, mompreneur, and a leading inflammation expert. She survived a near-death experience due to an autoimmune condition and is healing by upholding an anti-inflammatory living. Jenny specializes in helping people reverse chronic symptoms by adapting and maintaining anti-inflammatory eating without feeling deprived or overwhelmed. She has been featured in Mind Body Green, U.S. News and World Report, Dr. Mark Hyman, Food Babe, and Well Plus Good. Jenny also enjoys playing, working, and living in the mountains, where she resides in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, with her husband, Brock, and two kids, Tosh and Chloe. So come on, ladies, give her a virtual high five and warm welcome, and let's start talking all about anti-inflammatory. Let's dive in. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from it's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Hey ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle. And today we have Jenny Kerr here. Carr, sorry about that. And Uh she's going to be talking to us about inflammation because she's an anti-inflammation coach. And this is one of my hot topics. You know that I talk about this all the time, that inflammation is a big thing in all of our lives. So come on and join us and get ready for a great conversation on how to lower the inflammation in our bodies. So welcome, Jenny. How are you?
1: Thank you. I am so good, and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. So tell us. So I always ask everybody, so
1: where are you today? Yes. So I live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, right near Grand Teton National Park and Yellowstone National Park. For those of you who don't know geography quite as well, we're out in the boondocks, but it's beautiful.
0: Oh, well, hey, you must be having fabulous weather, and so I'm jealous. But today, actually, it's one of the first cool days that we've had like god in months. It's it's crazy. It's, this morning was like it was nice like cold and I'm like yay. Yeah. So at, at least today I'm not suffering cuz normally when I'm in here recording the podcast, I can't turn my air on, I can't have my fan on and I'm sweating like a pig and I'm hoping that people don't see the sweat on my head as I'm interviewing guests here and I can't wait till it gets over cuz I can then turn <laughs> my fan back on.
1: They love it. Always.
0: Yeah. So, well, cool. Anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory um, stuff is a big topic that I talk about because it can lead to so many things like diabetes, Alzheimer's, cholesterol problems, heart problems. You know, all kinds of rheumatological disorders. Yeah. So, I want to know. Tell us a little bit. Number one, about you and how you came to this role of being an anti-inflammatory coach. Yeah.
1: So it's it's an interesting story, um, and I always say, you know, be the change you wish, or be the change you wish to see in the world. It's my favorite quote by Gandhi. And my mom um, has passed along this deep, uh, deep passion for healing and for health, and learning about health, and this continually evolving and and learning and educating oneself. So a long time ago, she actually had Lyme disease. She had it for over twenty years. She was a clothing designer. Um, and she ended up selling her business and just committing her life to figuring out how to heal from Lyme because it was, you know, those of you who have Lyme disease or know someone who does, it's really debilitating, um, or it can be. And so she tried everything from Western medicine to like all different alternative modalities. And she finally bumped into, this was about 10 years ago. So before inflammation was a big buzzword, she found someone that was an anti-inflammatory health coach. And she started working with this person, taking out the top inflammatory foods, swapping them for foods that taste similar, but don't cause as much inflammation, really looking at her macronutrients and how that best supports her body. And for the first time in her life, she started feeling better. Her symptoms were melting away. And so that was so inspiring because kind of at the same time that was happening, I had just had my firstborn child, Tosh, and he was very, very sick his first year of life. Um, we, I spent more time in the hospital helping him and going through all kinds of different health crises than I did on my entire maternity leave. So that just kind of gives you an idea. It was one thing after the other. Um, and that caused a ton of stress. And as we both know, stress absolutely causes inflammation, right? Yes. So when Tosh and I ended up, he, he stayed in one of the hospitals for about six weeks. And when we finally came home, I was tired, I was bloated, I was, I mean, when I say tired, it was fatigue, I wanted to go to bed at five o'clock every day, I was depressed, my hormones were out of whack, I was gaining weight, like everything seemed so wrong and I could not figure it out. It was these random chronic symptoms, there was no diagnosis, right? There was nothing quote wrong with me, but they were just building up, up and up and up and my mom said, look, this has worked for me, just give it a try, see if it works, see if it helps you feel better. And sure enough, I did, and my symptoms melted away. And what I always say, the pot of gold, was that the mental and emotional like clarity and well-being and happiness and joy and vitality that I that I experienced, it was amazing that all the symptoms went away physically, but the mental aspects and emotional aspects was so beautiful and so profound that it really inspired me to continue living this way of eating. Um, and as I was adopting this, I was watching my son, and what we found out is that he had a, a sensory condition. He was about one and a half years of age now. He was going to school at preschool, one and a half, two years of age, and his teacher, he was really struggling. A drop of water would land on his on his shirt, and he would scream and scream, and he'd tell me it hurts, and that mama, get it off, and he'd want to tear a shirt off. We live, like I said, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and it gets really cold here in the wintertime, and so you had to put on multiple layers, to go outside and go Mm -hmm. to research. And he couldn't do it. It would take him the entire time to get his clothes on that the kids would be at recess. And when they came inside, he was just ready to go out. So it, 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 it impacted his learning, his attention, transitions, all kinds of things is, is what a sensory condition often does. And when he was diagnosed with that, I kind of told myself, you know, if I feel this much better from adopting this way of eating, and my mom felt this much better, and since then I'd helped my dad and some other friends, and I said, let's just give this a try. When Josh comes home, he eats well, but I send him to school and he eats whatever foods at school and has, you know, snacks on the go. And, and so I said, I'm going to commit two weeks because it takes about two weeks to fully push the inflammation from these top inflammatory foods out of your body. I said, I'm going to commit two weeks and I'm going to pack him everything, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, snacks, like the whole works. All removing processed sugar, wheat, cow dairy, inflammatory oils, and genetically modified foods. That was my focus. And then make sure he's getting a lot of water. And at the end of two weeks, his sensory condition was significantly improved, enough to make me say, wow, something's going on. I've got to keep trying, keep this way of eating. And within two months, his sensory condition was 80% better. Wow, that's cool. It was amazing. So I was healing, my mom was healing, my son was healing. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to maintain doing this? Because at the time, I was a teacher. I taught middle school and elementary school for about 10 years. I was working crazy hours. I had a little boy and my husband, we own we a family business, so we were all just busy. And I'm thinking, how can I maintain this way of eating? And it's not two months, feel better, go back to eating the old ways that just causes more inflammation right and his sensory condition would come back so that was as our kids are always our teachers he was really the inspiration for figuring out how can we all maintain this way of eating without feeling deprived and without feeling overwhelmed which is what I wrote my first book piece of cake the secret to an anti-inflammatory diet all about
0: yeah, definitely. I was reading in your book. Okay. So let me ask you. So in your book, is it, was it your
1: mom who had the four or five different type of Lyme disease and was the runner or was that you? It was me. So that is like the second piece of my story, right? What, um, I learned how to maintain this way of eating. And I did that for many, many years, feeling great, helping my son. And what I didn't realize is that that was actually practice for what would save my life down the road. I've adventure traveled all over the world, like fly fishing down on the Amazon, trekking through Thailand and Bali and Fiji and uh, safari in Africa. I've always been an adventure traveler. And throughout those adventures, I ended up picking up a bunch of international parasites. I had had them in my body for 20 years before they were discovered. And um, what happened was they actually put holes in almost every organ that I had and ate away some of my endocrine glands. Parasites infections are not very well known and not very well studied in the medical profession, but a lot of people have um, really suffer from them and, and don't even know it. And I was one of them. I had it, for, like I said, for 20 years. And so when I found out that I had these parasites and I started to kill them, they released neurotoxins, just like the Lyme bacteria, it's biocute does, um, it was like drinking a gallon of bleach. I would wake up in the morning and my legs wouldn't move sometimes. I would walk into walls. I was so dizzy. I couldn't get out of bed for weeks at a time. I could think of words, but I couldn't say them. I mean, it was just like so many things were happening. And I was really, really sick. What also happens when the bacteria or when the parasites die, they release bacteria and viruses that are um, come from the different regions of the world that you pick these parasites up in, and so our body doesn't recognize international parasites, and it also doesn't often recognize um, foreign bacteria and viruses, and so it doesn't notify fight against them as much, which is why those parasites stayed in me for so long with my body without my body fighting against them. And the doctors believe that I got four strains of um, the lime, the lime spirochete bacteria. Uh, many of them were very rare from these parasites themselves, and I actually also ended up with a virus. I don't write about this in my book, um, but now I'm starting to tell people because everyone should know, right? This transparency is so important, but I ended up with a virus that also causes leukemia, and I, luckily I didn't get leukemia, but it was active in my body, so my body was just under siege. Um, And it took me a couple years to put all these pieces together and get an accurate diagnosis. So it was maintaining during that time, I felt so full of shame. I mean, I just, I hated myself. I hated my body. I, I thought the big guy had it all wrong. I was a division one athlete my entire life, a cross country ski racer and marathon runner. And I've just been always been active and healthy. And I'm thinking, how did I get to this place where years I was bedridden? I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't help my kids with their homework. I, my friendships failed. I was not a great wife or daughter. You know, I was just day-to-day functionality was non-existent much of that time. Um, and I gained a ton of weight because my body couldn't process all the toxins. So it created fat storage to, to store it away from the organs as far as possible as a survival mechanism. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a very dark, dark time because I just was so mad and I didn't understand how I help all these other people lose weight and gain health. And here I am gaining weight and losing health and not understanding what's going on um, until I realized, it took me a couple of years to realize, I almost didn't make it. I was operating on 1% of energy of life. I mean, this is going to make me emotional, but there were so many days I did not think I was going to make it to see the next day. It was so scary. And through all of that shame and anger for myself, towards myself, I realized that walking my talk and really being an integrity with anti-inflammatory eating and living, right? Breathing and, and meditation and drinking water and all those things, that saved my life. It wasn't about what I didn't have, it was about what I was gaining. Um, so that perspective was, just, was profound and really changed the relationship I have with my body, which is an entirely different topic. But yeah, so it is this long story of kind of layers, of layers of one thing after another and how I really feel like, you know, we go through these experiences in life that can be so challenging, like my son being sick and struggling, but he taught me, he inspired me to learn how to maintain this way of eating. And that really did, was a huge component of saving my life. Yeah. I,
0: I was reading that and you know what, it seems a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, but most of the time, you know, we have to go through something, you know, to, find out what works for us. And then we find out what works for us. And then we help other people. I mean, it was for me with hormones. I, after I had my second child, I mean, I was going through hormonal health and when, you know, I'm a little older than you, my kids are 25 and 26 respectively. Mm. And back then, you know, we had no, there was no Suzanne Summers. There was nothing that talked about, you know, hormones and PMS and all this kind of stuff. So you just got to kind of figure it out on your own. Same thing like with, with you, even though we know a lot about inflammation, yet we don't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I want to talk to people about too is, you know, and kind of get your opinion here is number one, and let people know that, you know, there's two types of inflammation too, and when people associate inflammation, most people are thinking of you know swelling and the things that they can visibly see, like when you get injured, and that's our healthy response to inflammation because we need that. That's our white blood cells going to give cellular perfusion to start the healing process, and that's acute. It's supposed to happen, and then it's supposed to be over when injury is going away. But then we have this um, chronic source of inflammation that comes from our, our adrenal glands, and that's you know with our cortisol being constantly stimulated, you know, which comes from all those things that you were talking about. We're going to talk about that more stress and, you know, all the stuff that's going on. And, you know, so, and I read in your book too, which I loved and a lot of the, I'm going to try a lot of those recipes. People have to go try those recipes. They're great. (laughs) Um, Is that, you know, I I think people don't until they actually see it, they, they think that they have to see it. And the type of inflammation that we're going to talk about today happens a lot at the cellular level. And what people need to know is that it's happening and it's there. And like, for me, like when I was reading your book and stuff, I was right on because about two years ago I became gluten-free and vegan because just, I had, I suffer from eczema really bad and I, I just talk about this on the podcast a lot. And it's not really like necessarily quote unquote an autoimmune, but it's kind of categorized in that section, you know, like with psoriasis and stuff. Yeah. So I'm healthy, I'm doing all this stuff, and I just God, I could not figure out why it was really bad on my face, my scalp, and I couldn't get rid of it. So I did a huge food allergy panel testing mm-hmm. um, with my friend that goes way deep. And all the, you know, it came back with all these things. So, you know, me being the radical that I am, and like you, but we're not all radical like that. So I don't say that everybody has to be like right. us. Because, yeah. you know, I started eliminating, and a lot of the, you know, are those six things that you we're going to talk about today on here. And, you know, once I got rid of those, you're because you're healing the inflammation inside. And what people need to know is that food, things like food allergies, cause inflammation that we can't see. And it exacerbates in ways that come out that are different, like eczema, you know, or, you know, bad body odor or fatigue or, you know, bloating or just not having any energy. And yeah. I think, and I think like what you touched upon earlier too, is you said that, you know, you've started to feel really good. And I think that half of America is so used to feeling bad mm. that they don't understand like what, how they could feel, you know? Yeah. So, Yeah. So I want you to talk about, so let's talk about this stuff of chronic inflammation. You know, talk to me a little bit more about that. Let's, you know, let the listeners know, you know, what are these causes, you know, that we can start to look at and kind of see if we can
1: change some of those things. Absolutely. So like you mentioned, chronic inflammation shows up differently for each person. It goes to the areas that we're most susceptible to in our body. Sometimes that's from genetic predisposition. Sometimes it's from overuse. It could even be from a structural injury. Like, you know, you, you had, um, you tore a meniscus in your knee and it's just this chronic area that's, it's, it's not as strong. I, I, I don't like to use the word weak, right? Because, I don't know, I just don't like that word, but it's not as strong as maybe some of the other areas in the body. So the inflammation will show up to, show up in that area. Um, if you get chronic colds, if you get chronic flus, if you have any sort of digestion digestion disorder, it could be either diagnosed IBS, IBS-C, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, any of those. But it could also just be that I'm bloated all the time, yeah. right? Or that I'm nauseous all the time. That was me. I was nauseous all the time. Couldn't figure it out. No severe issue, but I was nauseous all the time. Um, again, skin conditions. So eczema, psoriasis, even just rashes that won't go away it's any sort of chronic condition in your body and when i say chronic what i mean by that is it happens it could be from every day to weekly but it shows up for at least a couple months at a time so that's different than acute right you sprain your ankle you have inflammation your body is healing that's a short period of time but if you have say you know we'll pretend or we won't pretend i'll share i had a story when i was younger quite young, I was diagnosed with juvenile single joint rheumatoid arthritis in my right knee. And the doctors, it was, it was swollen. It was, there was tons of fluid. It was chronic. It was happening all the time. The doctors, honestly, I think they gave me that diagnosis because they couldn't figure out what the heck was going on with me. Yeah. It was just inflammation, it was chronic inflammation, going to an area, creating a chronic symptom. But back in the day, like we felt like we needed a, a diagnosis <laughs> and, um, so I did x-rays and MRIs multiple times throughout my life and running marathons, it would like flare up or if I was eating certain foods, it would have flared up, but I didn't realize it at the time. When I adopted anti-inflammatory eating, when my son was so sick, right? And I d- adopted it that way for myself, the pain in my knee went away. All the symptoms in my knee went away. To this day, if I eat something inflammatory, I feel it in my knee almost right away it 's just one of those areas that shows up, and the same thing will happen for you and your body right um, I work with people that just have aches and joints in um, or aches and pains in their joints right it doesn 't have to be diagnosed again um, it could be what else i 'm trying to think um really just any sort of chronic thing. So here I have a little activity for all of your, our listeners to do right now. If you scan, take a moment, scan your body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes and our body will speak softly to us and sometimes it will yell. So take a moment to first notice the things that it's yelling. Do you have chronic headaches? Are you bloated? Are you really uncomfortable? Is it? Are you constipated all the time or does stuff move through you really quickly what is it scanning again from the top of your head to the tips of your toes that your body is yelling at you and I even encourage you to write this down if you have a pen and paper nearby then scan again and notice if everything was perfect if you were living in an ideal world inside your body what are the subtle things Mm -hmm. right that also would shift and for me that was like the nausea that was weight that every day it felt nauseous but it wasn't the end of the world it wasn't stopping me from doing anything but it didn't feel amazing right so what are some of the things that are more subtle where your body's whispering to you and write those down now i want you to imagine a mason jar in front of you okay i promise we're going to circle this back to the inflammation in your body but imagine a mason jar in front of you and in that mason jar about a third of it is full with water. The mason jar is representative of your body, and the water in the mason jar is representative of inflammation. If you remember what I said earlier on, talking about my son and why I chose two weeks to eat really clean, pack all of his food really clean, it's because it takes two weeks to remove these top inflammatory foods to fully process the inflammation in your body from these top inflammatory foods. So in the mason jar, if it's about a third of the way, we all have some inflammation in our body from environmental toxins, stress, we can't get rid of it, all of it, right? Right. But if it's like a third or fourth of the way full, you're doing pretty good. But now imagine a stressful time happens in your life, and it starts to fill up. And when that stress happens, we need to comfort ourselves. So we go for the chocolate chip cookies and the Hershey's bars and the wine or whatever it is, right? And we're having it on a daily basis, and we start to notice, okay, I know, or we tell ourselves, I know I shouldn't be eating this much or drinking this much, I'm gonna slow down. So instead of doing it every day, we're doing it every few days. That's still not giving our body the two weeks to fully process the inflammation. So all this inflammation is becoming more and more compounded in the mason jar. And when, that's the chronic smoldering inflammation we don't necessarily feel the symptoms from that. When it's just slowly filling up in that mason jar, we don't always realize it's there. Or like you said, it's those low-grade symptoms that we almost forget how good we can feel. We just get used to them, right? Yeah. When that mason jar starts overflowing is when the livers and kidneys or lymphatic system cannot process the amount of inflammation going into our body. It can't keep up. And that's when the symptoms start yelling at us that's when we start to really experience you know symptoms on more of a daily basis or symptoms that are really impacting us from living the life the day-to-day life that we want to live
0: yeah it's so true and there and you hit on a couple of things too that I just kind of want to expand on here too number one because i do practice medicine too everybody does want a diagnosis okay that's yeah. number one totally. because they they we're experiencing stuff and I get this people I I do so don't say I'm not sitting here like saying that I I I understand this because when you have when you have a name to it then you can you kind of think okay it's good I'm not crazy Mm -hmm. but there are so many things that you know, in medicine today, the body is miraculous. And there's so many things happening in the body today that we just don't have names for, and we just don't have tests for. So just because you go and get tests and things don't show up with the traditional stuff that we have doesn't mean that it's not happening in your body. So you don't always have to have a quote unquote diagnosis for something to be happening. Um, But I I know people want that. And it's, you know, that's just because we're taught to, oh, I need to have a name for this so I can go tell everybody that this is what it is and and they'll understand. So that's, that's number, that's number one. And number two is you touched on a point about giving it two weeks because with regular, you know, with Western medicine, you know, you come in, we give you a pill and boom. All right. That's what it is. It's putting a, slapping a band aid on it and just getting you in and getting you out and masking the thing. But for healing and for long-term healing, it takes time, ladies. It takes time. You know, she said it takes two weeks. It that's the start of it. And then you've got to keep going. And then she gave us a great, I love that example because the example that I always try to tell people is like this. If you think of chronic inflammation, you're, you're walking down at nighttime in a dark alley and you hear somebody behind you okay? and your body automatically, the adrenaline starts going. You, know? you sweat, you're kind of your heart's going. At that particular moment, your body senses that you are in danger and everything shuts off. It, you don't need to go poop at that time you don't go pee, so all that stuff stops and it's only in survival mode then yeah. you get out, you get out to the daylight and you realize okay there's no your heart rate starts that's great we need that kind of stuff, but what you were just talking about too is that chronic stress of constantly ebbing every day and the stress comes from financial things from illness, from relationship issues, from whatever it is, and it's constantly like your cortisol is always like eb, 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 eb. And then at a certain point, you become and there's a term called adrenal fatigue, and I'm sure you're very familiar with that term too. I, I, yes, <laughs> yeah. Although, although it's not like a mainstream term and yet, you know, your adrenals get fatigued and your cortisol just starts to bottom out, and that's where you see like what she, what Jen was talking about, is like tired, inflammation, bloating, just feeling like you can't get out of bed. And then, of course, you know. Then we blame our thyroid. I get that all the time. You hear, you must hear it too. You know, you get the thought, you get the hormones. Oh, it's, oh my hormones! It's this. Yes, it can be that. But I. But you're going to talk about because you do talk about in your book too. Um, you know all the different aspects that it hits. So, mm-hmm. what I want to know too is, um, let's circle back around and let's talk to them about these six top um, in, inflammatory foods that you talk about in your diet. Nice. And touch upon each one of them, you know, just briefly to, you know, like why they are inflammation, why they cause inflammation, you know, and what people don't realize too. And I love, you know, you and me with that sugar stuff is like the key thing because sugar is like heroin. People don't, people don't get that. So talk to us about that and let's hear about those and tell me why. Okay. Awesome. So
1: number one is processed sugar. And this is, like you said, I, I just really hit this home in my book and in my practice because we talk about clean eating, which is often gluten and dairy-free. We talk, it's so mainstream to be like, oh, gluten-free or dairy-free, right? That's luckily, thankfully, our society is like really getting on board with that. But what we so rarely talk about is processed sugar. Absolutely. And Right. And the reason gluten free worked so well for so many people is because they stopped eating like the baked items that also had the cow dairy and the inflammatory oils and the processed sugar. What, it, yes, gluten is a piece of it for sure. But there was this whole other component. Um, and so when we took all of those out, we started feeling so much better. Okay, so I'm getting ahead of myself. So processed sugar uh, is number one. Here's what I will leave you with in terms of processed sugar. The number of years ago, the FDA came out with a statement saying that if processed sugar came onto the market now, it would be deemed illegal and a toxic drug. The FDA is quite conservative in my opinion in terms of making statements like this. So it is a very big deal that they came out with a statement. The big sugar corporations were irate because they are a billion dollar uh, financial institute, right? And um, they, there were major lawsuits and they won. And the FDA had to take that statement down. But if we just think about that statement, a toxic drug, a toxin, mm-hmm. like a quick gut response, if you think about what is a toxin to you, I think like gasoline, bleach, household cleaning products, right? Like these are toxins. So when often when I'm talking to people about processed sugar, there's this mentality and this thought process and this belief in our society that everything in moderation is okay. I believe in everything in moderation that's healthy for you, totally. But would you drink a teaspoon of bleach and put that in your coffee in the morning in moderation? Like pretty sure all of you are gonna tell me no, right? We're not gonna put bleach or gasoline in our coffee in moderation, but for some reason, we believe that processed sugar is okay to have in moderation, even though it's been deemed this toxic drug. And it is the number one most inflammatory thing you can put into your body tied with alcohol in terms of foods and drinks, right? Um, And it's in everything. It's in like 90% of the products that you buy at the grocery store, from pasta sauce to, oh, what did I get? Chicken broth, organic free range chicken broth. There's a company that changed their organic free-range chicken broth and added sugar to it. I mean, you think about you're going to buy something healthy. Why in the world would they add sugar to that? Because it's addictive. Just like you mentioned, it is addictive. There have been studies shown for it to be as addictive as cocaine. And it tastes really good. And so what the food industry has done, especially the health food industry, they're like, oh, sweet. This health food movement is big, right? And it is also a billion dollar industry. And they're thinking, if we can say it's gluten free, we can give it all these fancy healthy names and do really great marketing. We can add some processed sugar in there and it's gonna be addictive and these people are gonna come back for this and they're gonna think they're eating really, really healthy. But on the flip side, what's happening with the consumer is they're telling themselves, I eat healthy. I take care of myself. Why the heck is this chronic condition still showing up? There must be something so wrong with me. That's what I thought for so many years. There's nothing wrong with you. Sometimes it just takes a little bit more investigative work to get those inflammatory foods out. So that is processed sugar, okay? Tied with processed sugar is alcohol. And there are so many different... Articles and theories on oh, can you have red wine and does that help help your heart? Or can maybe you can have potato vodka? Like there's all these different theories on all different types of alcohol and what you cannot have, but when it comes to inflammation, the bottom line is it's highly inflammatory and there's no way around it. Yeah. <laughs> <No, got laughs> Very it. yeah. Right? It just it is what it is. So alcohol and sugar are the top two most inflammatory things you can put into your body. Next is wheat and i i like to say modernized wheat there are some people who cannot do gluten no matter what you know if you're a celiac and even if you're not celiac some people just gluten does not work for but the deal is is that modernized wheat has been highly processed almost all of it is genetically modified and if you look at the seed the wheat seed of a um, of an ancient sprouted wheat, like an ancient wheat plant versus a modernized wheat plant. The modernized wheat plant, and I have a picture of this in my book, is round and plumpy, where the ancient wheat is like this sharp little spiky kind of little wheat uh, plant, right? So the one that's round and plumpy has actually been... Um, instilled it's been it's they've put extra gluten into the seed. It's been genetically modified to have extra gluten in it, which makes your bread extra fluffy and light and delicious. <laughs> but it also causes a lot of issues in your body when you're eating too much of it. Versus, so if you go to if you go to the store, and I rarely eat wheat because my body personally doesn't do great with it, but occasionally I will buy some Ezekiel sprouted wheat. It's an ancient sprouted wheat. There's no processed sugar in the bread, and you'll notice it's very dense. Yes. So there is some gluten in it, but it's really small amounts, right? And so a lot of people, their body can do that. Some people can't. That's just you got to work with someone to figure that out. But um, wheat is modernized. Wheat is a big one. Next is cow dairy. And I also specify cow dairy because the protein molecule of a cow dairy is quite large. And when we are young, we have extra, our body naturally creates more digestive enzymes to help break down the protein molecules in our body. And this comes from an evolutionary standpoint. Back in the day, right, we used to nurse our babies and we, we would breastfeed for much longer than typically what people do now. Um, And so our bodies are just designed to create more digestive enzymes to break down that milk till around the age of three or four is what I I find. Okay, so cow dairy, because it has a large protein molecule after the age of three or four, becomes very difficult for a body to break down. That's one of the reasons that I recommend, or do not recommend cow dairy. But the other reason is because dairy in general has been so full pump, pumped full of hormones and antibiotics and all kinds of medicine to get these cows producing as much milk as possible, right? And that is um, pumping us full of hormones and antibiotics and all of these things which are really throwing off our body and our health. Cow, goat, and sheep dairy, on the other hand, have really small protein molecules so our body can digest it more e- easily. Both have casein, so some people just can't do casein at all. Um, but often goat and sheep dairy is a nice swap and something that people can tolerate. Um, so we've got processed sugar, alcohol, wheat, cow dairy. Next I talk about inflammatory oils, right? And what those are, are the obvious, you know, hydrogenated oils. And then we've got canola oil and vegetable oils. Some of those that are less commonly known are seed oils if they're heated. So seed oils can be very beneficial for us as long as they're not heated. But once these seed oils are heated, it changes on a molecular level and causes inflammation in the body. And that's another sneaky one that you'll find in health food products. They use a lot of seed oils, but then it's in foods that they heat. So a good swap, right, if you want to look for oils that can be heated is avocado oil or extra virgin coconut oil. Both of those can be heated to higher temperatures. And then, of course, extra virgin olive oil is fabulous, but you don't want to heat that quite as high. Right. And then the last of the top six inflammatory foods um, is genetically modified foods. So um, genetically modified foods, what's really interesting is that our body, again, this comes from an evolutionary standpoint, when we eat food, it will scan the DNA. And it will determine whether or not that is an invader, something going into our body that we don't want, or if indeed it's something to nourish our body. If this food has been genetically modified, it puts up the red alarms and it's saying invader, invader, invader. As that makes its way down to our large intestine and into our gut, it will actually create permeable holes to push those foods out of the intestine. It's a survival mechanism. It's saying, we don't want this in here, get it out. What happens though, sadly, is that not only do the genetically modified foods leave those permeable holes and, and end up to be a um, whole body systemic wide toxicity, right? You think about this food is now decomposing throughout our entire body systemically, but so do the healthy foods that we're also consuming, the strawberries, the blueberries, maybe some spinach or avocado, that also leaks through those holes. And that's one of the things that causes food allergies for people, right? So the body says, oh, this avocado and this blueberry and spinach is causing toxicity in the body, that must mean that we're allergic to it, don't eat that. So when we eat those things, we then have a reaction. This is actually called leaky gut and is directly linked to so many autoimmune conditions. Um, But those are the top six inflammatory foods and a really quick synopsis as to why we don't want to eat each of those.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's so true. Because if you think about it, you know, go back, you know, to the beginning days, you know, our ancestors, they didn't have all this stuff. Okay, they didn't go to grocery store back in mom, pa, Ingalls days. Okay, well, maybe that well, yeah, on the TV show, they went to the grocery, they had a little store there. <laughs> but they didn't have grocery stores. You know, like in my grandmother's day, you didn't have all this stuff. You know, you didn't go out to eat, there wasn't fast foods. There wasn't all this readily stuff They everybody, you know, cooked from scratch. And I always say that if we eat to heal America, women need to get back into the kitchen. Okay. Because this, um, we've just been, you know, we've been given this double-edged sword, you know, as women keep going, 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 we'll just make things faster, go through the drive through. Everything is just done for you in a box, bag, can, and you just put it in your cart. So we've gotten way away from that kind of stuff. And like you said, you know, people think, oh, if it's ladies, if they take out the fat, they're going to put something else in to make it good. If they take out the sugar, they're going to put more fat in it. That's just reality with marketing. So you said it's so true. You know, and they disguise, and I know I read this in your book, and women can understand this too, they disguise sugar in so many oh. ways. It's not just called sugar, ladies. It's, you know, then there's that, you know, the cane sugar, there's corn syrup, there's all kinds of stuff like that. And corn, as you know, like you said, wheat is, num- is another number one genetically modified product out there. Yep. And just like Jen, Jennifer was talking, I'm sorry, not Jennifer, Jen, <laughs> was talking about that our bodies, you know, they don't understand that. It's like with all the artificial sweeteners, your body understands, you know, normal glucose, but it doesn't understand those things. So what does it do? It it just takes those and it stores them in fat cells and it tries to get rid of it because it just doesn't know what to do. So that's like what she's talking about. And she's telling us that, you know, the inflammation happens because the body is trying to fight against this because that's what it normally does. It's trying to make us healthy. Yes. So if, we're, if we're off balance in one area, our body is going to try to balance us out in another area. Wow. So that's sometimes where we get all this stuff. And you are so right about leaky gut because that's another big thing too. You need mm-hmm. to heal the gut because mm-hmm. our gut is like our second brain. So, you know, I'm glad that you talked about those things. So those are six foods, you know, ladies that, you know, yes, this is another thing to people. It just, people think I cannot get rid of these things because they're just so, you know, used to having them around and people just, the thing of it is, is yes, you have to make some changes Mm -hmm. and nobody says you have to do it all in one day. Like she talks about in her book, she gives you simple ways of doing this and how to get it out of your system. Um, you know, but I don't know, talk to me about that too. You know, why are people, you know, why do you find people are so resistant against it?
1: Well, I think it's a few things. I think it's overwhelm, which I I want to address. I think it's also um, we are highly addicted to these foods and also emotional eating. We are busier than we've ever been. We're more stressed than we've ever been. And we need to comfort ourselves somehow. And the fastest, easiest, most tasty way to do it is to reach for these inflammatory foods, which give us a temporary satisfaction and then make us sick actually impact our neurotransmitters and our ability to think clearly. They impact our hormones. They impact our overall uh, well-being, sense of well-being. And that then causes us to feel depressed and anxious. So we want want to comfort ourselves. So we reach for more food. And it's this very vicious cycle, right? Um, So let's talk about each of these, right? The overwhelm, I have a, a secret for all of you that I really want to share, because when we talk about these top six inflammatory foods, it's so important that you know what they are and why they inflame you. And ultimately, yes, the goal is to remove all of these, especially if you have a chronic condition, right, that you're trying to reverse. It is possible. We are here to tell you that food heals, right? And yes. it is so possible to heal like you don't need to i mean you need to go to the doctor go to the doctor but you can eliminate so much of the the hustle and bustle of going to doctors and labs and testing and all this just shift focus on your food and just see what happens um so this easy way to do it what i call the secret to an anti-inflammatory diet is that if you become a renegade researcher and really remove those top 50, there's over 50 names of inflammatory um, processed sugars, which I, they're in my book, right? Um, and some of them sound healthy. Again, grape juice concentrate, apple juice concentrate, brown rice syrup. Those sound so healthy. They're processed sugar. Number yeah. one most inflammatory thing. So when you become a renegade researcher and read the ingredients label of everything you buy, everything you put into your mouth, and if there's processed sugar in it, find a swap. Find something with raw honey, with pure maple syrup, with unrefined coconut sugar. Um, you know, Sometimes stevia works well for people, or monk fruit is a new natural sweetener that's becoming more popular. So, so really find a swap. You don't have to take away all sugar, all sweet treats, just have them in a way that doesn't cause that inflammation. And when you do that, by default, those top six inflammatory foods that I just mentioned, the majority of them fall to the wayside. Mm-hmm. It's because processed sugar is snuck into everything, right? So if we become a renegade researcher and we really take out the processed sugar, we're taking out so many of those other inflammatory foods. There is, there's, For example, there's a chocolate bar that you can buy. It's called Honey Mamas. Have you heard of these? No. Honey Mamas. They're amazing. They're relatively new. You can buy them online or you'll find them in the refrigerator section of like your health food, uh, healthy grocery stores. And they're made with um, raw cacao, extra virgin organic coconut oil, sea salt, raw honey, um, and that's it. And vanilla, I think there's some vanilla. And then they have different flavors like cayenne or peppermint or coconut, walnut to them. And so it is possible. I'm not saying that you never can eat chocolate again or you never can eat you know, a cookie again. It's just finding the swaps that taste similar without the inflammatory ingredients. And when you have a company that has enough integrity to remove processed sugar, which is not cheap, right? They're going against the grain then they likely have the integrity to take out many of those other top inflammatory foods. And in fact, this is what my second book that will be out later this year, The Clean Eating Kid, I walk you down the grocery store aisle and I tell you about these different foods that you can buy and these companies with the ingredients and, and some companies, it's way different. Five years ago, you couldn't do this, but in the last few years, some companies are really learning the importance of healing through food and they're making it a priority to have healthy food. It's just dissecting which ones are sincere and, and integrity and which ones are not.
0: <laughs> no, it's
1: it's it's so true too. And it's
0: just like we just have to become, you know, a little bit more responsible for ourselves. And that's just, yeah. you know, that's just that's just it. Okay. You can't color code that any other than what it is. That's is true. that you have to just, you know, be willing to take some responsibility. And yes, you're gonna have to look at food labels and start understanding them a little bit better and making some simple changes you know, and that's the thing. It's just, I always say that convenience is a good thing, but sometimes convenience is not a good thing. Okay. Because the more convenient it is, the more unhealthy most of the time it is. I'm not going to say that hundred percent of the time convenience is not healthy, but a majority time it is. And, um, you know, if you can learn to swap out these things and just to get back to more of a whole food, um, you know, type of eating plan, like what you talk about too, and what I talk about as well, then, you know, people think, oh, that's so expensive. It's not really that expensive because if you look at it, you know, if you ate 80% or 85% of your diet as whole foods, just fruits, vegetables, you know, and the things that you get, those are not expensive. And you can find those at most grocery stores. Okay. And if you look at, like, I know you put the dirty dozen. If you look at those things and you try to eat organic of the dirty dozen, you don't have to eat everything organic. And then you just spent like, you know, 10% or maybe 5% eating those other you know, fun things because that's where the expense comes in if you're going to do, you know, good eating is yes. buying those packaged good stuff because, yeah, they're going to charge you more for putting those things in because, number one, right now it's a fad. Mm-hmm. Not not the mass market is eating that, so it's going to be more expensive because as, as the demand gets bigger, you know, it gets better. Um, but the demand is, is getting bigger, but it's just not there. So, you know, if you learn, like, and in her book, I just, she gives, you have to, well, we're going to put the link in the notes as well. She gives a lot of great recipes that are just really simple that don't take a lot of time and effort and a lot of ingredients to do. And so you can do this, ladies, you can change things. And, but it's just like what she's saying, it's up to us.
1: You know, we then, have to
0: be a better consumer.
1: And we have to make it a priority, right? So I, I remember at one point in time when I was working with my anti-inflammatory health coach and I would feel so good. And then I would fall off the wagon. I'd have a glass of wine or I'd have a cookie and I'd feel terrible. And I remember being like, well, I don't wanna do this my whole life. I don't wanna like feel terrible if I eat something. Maybe I should just go back to eating like Oreos every day or whatever, you know? And and I, I really, but it was just like authentic, real fear inside me. I did not, I wanted to be able to have those things. And I didn't want to have to get sick. (laughs) But when we come to the truth, the truth is that that's not possible. (laughs) The truth is that these things that are inflammatory make us sick. And so like when we, when we just lean into that and when we create peace with that, right. Then the question becomes, okay, do, would I like to enjoy these inflammatory foods and feel chronically inflamed have these chronic symptoms always show up which no judgment if that's what if that brings joy to someone's life like enjoy your life for me that was not the answer for me I could not did not want to it was not an option to continue experiencing those chronic symptoms and as soon as I just saw like these are my two options let's make a choice And then let's have my actions and my thoughts support that choice every day. It's what I, I call this alignment, right? What's your desired outcome? What thought and action is supporting that desired outcome and make it happen. No, it takes away this internal struggle of like, I want this, but if I do this and, and, or blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, what is your priority? What do you, what do you want? What do, what's the one thing there's a book called the one thing. It's so good. Right. What's the one desired outcome you want in your life for your health and Support that, yeah, It happens and it can change. That's okay, but take the time to support that now, right? Whether that be, you know, like you mentioned, just buying all Whole Foods, or maybe like I'm gonna buy Whole Foods, and if I need to run to the grocery store and grab a snack for my kid and myself, that's that's clean, you know, that is legitimately a clean option and costs a little bit more. Like, so be that. That's cheaper than buying a bottle of wine at night, or or going out to eat more, right? Like that, you can kind of push your money around and save in different ways. And as you explore more and more being in alignment, the amount of health that you feel, again, not only physically, but also mentally, emotionally, you're more productive with your day. You get more accomplished. There's, you have such a greater patience. Oh my word. When I did this, when I was teaching, I always consider myself a patient person, but the patience I had was like amazing. I didn't get stressed. There was no yelling. I mean, it's just, so much magic happens in your life but it really happens when you commit that's why i encourage all of you start with two weeks commit to two weeks and see just just take out processed sugar don't get overwhelmed by all those other things like you'll get there start with two weeks take out processed sugar i'm going to give you all a free copy of of my international best-selling book piece of cake The Secret to an Anti-Inflammatory Diet. And those 50 names of processed sugar are there. So you can go to that. You can look at it. Start by two weeks of removing those processed sugars and finding swaps that you can have, whether it be the recipes from my book or like the Honey Mamas or those, you know, Simple Mills makes a clean cookie. Like there's things out there that you can get and see the magic transpire in your life. It is such a fun ride.
0: No, it's so so true. And I think that, you know, like for me, I, 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 and you, I don't think you have to be a rebel. Okay. I, I just call it that way because that's just, you know, what I am, but yeah. I really, I, people go like, okay, how do you do it? I'm just like, I'm just like you. I want to, my number one goal in life is to be, is to have and feel good and to be able to do all the things that I, I'm meant to do in this world. Right. Okay. I mean, yes. I am, I'm, I'm yes. a, I'm a godly woman and I just feel like God has given me gifts and talents and I need to go out there and do these things. And I want to be healthy about doing that. And I want to feel good. I don't want to wake up like that. So I make the conscious decision, like you said, you know, what's going to make me feel good and what's not. Now, do I, you know, like just like you and everybody, we're all normal, we're human. You know, I fall off the wagon at times, but I, but mostly I kind of go when I eat food. It's like, is this going to nourish my body? Is it going to be helping me to accomplish what I need to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, fine. No. Okay, well, I'll think about if I'm gonna if if it's worth it or not. Maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes, yeah, it is worth it, you know, because you're going out with your friends and you and say my friendship and having a good time is worth it tonight. But you know. I just, I just encourage people that so many of us, as you know, and the clients that you, that you coach and that you take and that you talk to just feel lousy most of the time. And life should not feel that way. You know, you should, you should be getting out of bed bounding with energy, you know, having that passion for life you know, whatever it is, you know, whether you're a mama, whether you're a grandma, whether you're, you know, you go out and do your job or you're an entrepreneur or whatever, it takes a lot of energy, you know, today to do all those things. So, you know, if you're not feeling good and having to struggle with that on top of doing all the stuff that you have to do or that you need to do in your normal day, you know, it's, it's counterproductive to me. And there's simple switches that you, can, that you, that you can do, you know, and like she said, the number one thing is let's talk about, let's getting rid of some of that sugar you know, and look at it because God, it is in everything. I I, I swear. I go look at some of these ingredients like you and I'm thinking spaghetti sauce. Um, Why do they need to put sugar in spaghetti sauce or in bread? I'm like, okay. I, I, some of the stuff I'm like, okay, really? So, and I, if I, if it has sugar, I'm like, if that's the number one ingredient, it's not happening. So it's just because they want it, they want it to taste good. And I understand, but we need to change our
1: palate, you know, to get us to change other things. Right. It's so true. And the amount that's necessary for change is often directly uh, connected to the to the severity of your chronic condition, right? So if you're like, oh, I just want to like run a faster mile and have a little bit more energy. Okay, there there maybe is a little bit more room. Remember that mason jar? Like your inflammation probably isn't super high in the mason jar. There may be a little bit more room for flexibility and, and to kind of play around in there. But if you're like, my day is impacted, every single day by the chronic symptoms i'm experiencing whether it's fatigue or pain or bloating or 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 needing to know where a bathroom is no matter where you go whatever it is then like really becoming an integrity again just do it for those two weeks start with one week even right just like start with a amount of time and really be in integrity with that that is the fastest way to experience change this is The reason I became an inflammation specialist instead of a traditional nutritionist, because I was very interested in figuring out what is the fastest way to help people heal. And in my experience, it is the fastest way. The more you remove these top inflammatory foods and swap them out for foods that taste similar, right? We don't want to feel deprived, but don't inflame. You will heal so, so quickly. So i I just, yes. I don't I don't need a lot of
0: sugar. I do stevia. So I do yeah. those kind of things. And yeah. I do and I do coconut sugar at some yeah. that's what I have. But you know, it does, it does take the time and you do have to learn slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's why there's people like you and I out there just, you know, preaching this to the choir and just going out there and letting us know, letting people know that really, you know, this is doable, ladies. All of the stuff that we're talking about is doable. And so I want to know, okay, how can they get in touch with you? And, I, I'm, and I'm, we are going to put a link in the show notes to her book so that you can go get it. But tell us how you know people can get in contact with you and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, for all of you listening and showing up today, if you are still here, we're so grateful. And that means that you're, you're totally vibing with us, right? And picking up what we're putting down, which we are super excited about because clearly we're very passionate about this topic. Um, so if you're still here and you would like a free copy of this international best-selling book, I would love to give it to you. You can go to j e n n y dash, it's a hyphen dash car, dot com. So www.jenny-car.com and grab a free copy of my book where you also will um, have the opportunity to hop onto our newsletter and you'll get more recipes and more tips on how inflammation is impacting you, maybe in more re- ways than you realize and also what we can do about it, right? We've just touched the tip of the iceberg here. Diet is huge, but there's even more things that you can do to support yourself. Um, so, you can do that, and you can also reach me by email at jenny, J E N N Y, at jennycarhealth.com.
0: Well, cool. So, I hope, ladies, that in this, you know, this today's show, that you learned some new things. We talked about the six top anti inflammatory things that you can do today. Jen talked about also about journaling, taking time out to listen to your body, um, to figure out, you know, what it's saying to you. And like she was talking about journaling, you know, talk about how these, you know, write down how these foods, you, when you eat them, they impact you and they feel. So we got a lot of great tips today. So also, like I said, we're going to put in the show notes um, that link that she just gave you. So if you want to go there, you can grab a copy of her book um, and then get on her newsletter and get all those other great things too. Because I'm telling you, you're going to want to try some of these recipes and you're going to want to do some of this stuff you're going to want to feel good. Okay. And it's just, it's one thing at, it's one, one step at a time. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and the show. And um, we learned a lot of great stuff. So I'm so blessed. I always love connecting with other great women out there that are doing great things. It's such an honor (laughs) So, Oh, I forgot to ask you. Okay. So I always, my last question God, I forgot to ask my last famous question. Okay. Cause we got talking to stuff is I want to know, okay, we don't, we're all about self-care here. So tell us, you know, what is your number one self-care tip for you? And um, what advice would you give out there to the ladies to end the podcast?
1: Really Ooh, it's so hard to get number one. Okay. Here's the number one thing that I, that tip that I believe makes the biggest impact. It's how you can remove inflammation from your body without changing your diet, that is to drink a lot of water each and every day. Yay! Right? And I'm not just speaking in terms of hydration. I'm speaking in terms of supporting the liver and kidneys so that they can process the toxins. Water is to your liver what gasoline is to your car. If your car is on empty, it's going to sputter down the highway and not work very efficiently. Same thing with our liver and kidneys. So, Often they recommend that you drink a half an ounce of water for every pound of your body. So we'll just say you weigh 100 pounds. They recommend you drink 50 ounces of water. If you're an adult and you're experiencing chronic symptoms, as we've been discussing on this, my recommendation is that you work your way up to an entire gallon of water per day. Try it for a couple weeks. See how. Listen to your body. See how it responds. Um, But unless you're a really tiny adult, for most people, that will push so much inflammation out of your body and if you're like holy cow that is an insane amount of water i have no idea how i'd ever do that grab a copy of my book because i have a chapter that walks you through exactly how to do it what will happen is even if you're not thirsty now if you start drinking more water you'll become more thirsty and that's your body speaking to you saying bring it on sister i didn't know water was available to me now i know it is because you're drinking more of it and i'm going to tell you we need more um, it will support the methylization process and really help to upregulate all your detox pathways. So that makes a huge impact. It also helps to stabilize your blood sugar levels, helps to create with neurotransmitters in your brain and healthy hormone production. It's it's all connected, right? So that's probably my number one biggest tip. Cool. See, and here's mine. I drink it all day long. So,
0: yep, yeah, I, I tell everybody too. So, hey, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and um, catch us next week, ladies. And we'll talk to you then. Bye for right. now.